0: You are listening to Episode 38 of the Playing Full Out Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, Then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hello, everyone. Today I want to talk to you about leadership and not about any of the people running in any of the elections. There's enough commentary on that elsewhere. I want to talk to you about leadership of ourselves, our self-leadership, and specifically during difficult times. Right now, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unrest and division and chaos. There's a lot of struggle out there. And these past two weeks in particular, it has seemed very heavy. Maybe you have felt it too. I was listening to a group of men and women talk recently, and I was hearing it. Many were talking about how they feel concerned about elections and the conditions of a pandemic over the next six months. They're worried about whether their kids are going to go back to school or not at any point. They're depressed, and it was really heavy What has repeatedly struck me in these last couple months, though, in particular, when I listen to conversations, is how quick we are to allow our circumstances to determine or define us. You have heard me say that you're not creating your life from the outside in. You're creating and leading it from the inside out, whether you're aware of that or not. This means that your circumstances and your events are not meant to define you. You're meant to define your circumstances. The power isn't in the circumstance itself. The power lies within you to affect the circumstance, whatever's happening, by your awareness of it, by your awareness of your own thinking about it, your interpretations, and where you're going to place your attention. These things determine what you make of it and how you feel, and how you respond. And what that means is that you have a lot of power about what does or not does not happen or how you actually experience it. It means that you determine how you show up and affect the next result. In my programs and in my training, there are two levels and layers of training and learning. And the first is that your transformation is about you It's the first level. It's that expanded potential that comes from leading from the inside out. The second level in my training is to learn to support others to do the same as well. Today's about that first one, self-leadership, as we like to call it. Today, I'm going to give you four specific ways to increase your leadership of yourself in difficult times. To implement them, though, you have to understand that regardless of what's going on in our external circumstances, it doesn't define us. It does not need to define us or govern us or our ability to be positive or happy or at peace. And I'm not saying that we don't all have emotions. I am a lover of emotion. I love emotions. They are healthy. They are messengers. They indicate things. They point us to new direction. They give us the information we need to make the choice of which direction. They may indicate, I like that, or I don't like that, or I want that too. They are real feelings. So we have an experience. The first thing as human beings is we have feelings. We're not robots. That's the beauty of us. So we have a feeling, and that's based upon some thought we've had. It gives us information about how we're thinking about things, but also what we want more or less of in our world. So we have these moments that this isn't working for me. You know, this way I'm approaching it isn't working. It's important to feel them all. That is their their job. But when I hear that people can't get out of bed or that they're going to be able to be happy if something doesn't go their way or when they're listening to something and the result hasn't even happened, but it's messing with their current day-to-day life, that concerns me. I see how many are living from the outside in and letting the world's circumstances dictate their reality. And many of these things haven't even happened yet. It's the anticipation of them. It's the angst about them. They are in turn giving up their power to change and affect anything that's right in front of them in this moment. And therefore, that leads me to say that there's an opportunity for greater self-leadership. When you lead from the inside out, you don't fold. Even if the circumstance is real and it's there, you don't fold. You can't positively affect a change or a result when you're depressed about or worried about something to happen in the future. And in turn, what you do is you create more of what you want, don't want. The problem is there's this prevailing thought that we don't really have choice about what we think or feel or about our circumstances. The greatest irony is that the only thing that you have control of in this whole world, I'm gonna tell you what it is. It may or may not surprise you, I don't know. The only thing you have control of in the world are your emotions. And you choose those by choosing what you're paying attention to and thinking. You might say, Rita, I really have things happening to me though. I have my, my jobs being affected or my ability to sell is different or the company just sold or my brother won't do this for me or my kids aren't going to go to school. This person or that person might get elected. I get it. We're all human. We all can have these feelings. I do too. And I encourage you to feel your feelings right out of the gate. I, as I said, I grieve. I grieve. I, you know, if I feel something, I process it. I get it out. I try not to continue in that emotion. I feel the feels. I think it. Walk it out. Talk it out. Do what I need to do. But I don't let my emotions run my life. That's the difference. I want a, a lot of things to go my way, or as you and I would say, right. Because we know what's best, right? I say that in in kidding. I want my kids to be happy. I want a certain person to get elected. I want people to operate the way I want them to operate. I want my investments to go right in a certain way in a certain day. I want to, you know, all these things. I can have my whole way to go my way. I get it. But if I give my power over and become defined by whether they do or they do not, I can't positively possibly have any change or enjoyment of my world. It's like it is. It's being a victim. It's letting whatever happens to me defines me. Remember, it isn't about your circumstances. It's not the economy. It's not the election. It's not your business challenge. It's not your adversity or your setback that you're facing. It's always your state of mind that determines how you feel and you respond. And I can prove this to you in just a moment here, but I want you to grasp this. And the reason that I'm saying all this is because when you see that your circumstances have no power over you then you have power over your circumstances when you see that how someone feels right now or who, like i said the way the direction of anything is going any of these real circumstances if if your husband's in a bad mood or you're not in a, you're in a bad space through your spouse the circumstance doesn't have power over you and when you get that, then you have power to affect that circumstance. And if I said it differently, when you see that the world has no power over you, you can actually lead more powerfully in the world. How you experience everything has to do with where you place your attention. It's your state of mind in that moment. And the way that you know it is, think about this for a moment. Have you ever been in the same circumstance but responded differently to it. For example, think of a time when you were in traffic and you were frustrated. Now think of another time when you were in traffic and you were absolutely at peace. The circumstance was the exact same, but your state of mind was different in each. And as a result, you had a different experience of the same circumstance. In one instance, you might have sat and cursed and had extra stress hormones humping down you. The other, you may have made a call to your mom that you've been putting off or listened to an informational or inspirational podcast. Your reality isn't a result of the circumstance. It's how you respond to it. It's a result of your state of mind first. The world trains us to be cynical and negative and pessimistic. If you want, however, to really self-lead, If you want to lead from the inside out, you must believe that tomorrow is going to be better than today. You must first see that you have the power within you to change your circumstances and then hand that off even further to those you lead eventually. I hear some arguing that more people need to get upset. And I really think that they mean more people need to care about events. Getting upset and angry doesn't change the pace of traffic. It does if you get involved, of course, and go to your local and maybe state government and, and make change and actually begin something in it. But just having that state of mind does not help anything. Just like getting angry and upset isn't inspirational, it doesn't encourage anyone, it doesn't, it's just simply throwing your stuff onto another, your fear onto another. Don't give your power away by letting circumstances determine how you're going to feel in the next six months. What I'm saying is don't lead with your emotion. Listen to your emotion, get the message you need to move, and act on it. Don't let the circumstances, as I said, define you. You can choose to be happy regardless of what happens around you. Now you're going to say, Rita, how do you do this specifically? How do you self-lead and self-manage during these really difficult times when there is so much maybe negativity that you're looking at? The first way to self-lead in difficult times is have faith over fear. Lead from your inspiration or your faith, not your fear. And that means have faith that things are going to work themselves out. Again, I don't want you to believe anything I say. Has there been a time that you felt that something was going to fall apart and then stuff happened, good or bad, based upon how you define it? And you went on and you lived to see another day. You betcha. Because right now you and I are chatting on this podcast. So even though something that you contextualize is not fabulous or a positive, you still lived. You still went on. You are alive and you will go and live through whatever happens until it's our last day. And this is what's interesting to me, and it's important, to, so listen up to this and grab a pen if you need to write it down. Faith and fear have one major thing in common. They are both beliefs in the future that have not happened yet. It's just that the fear is the belief of a negative future, and faith is the investment, and a more positive, brighter one right? Neither have happened. You get to choose which made-up future you want to put your attention to, which one's going to serve you in this moment as you interact in this interaction, this next interaction with somebody, be it your kid, your spouse, your colleague, or your boss. If you can choose between two made-up futures and you know that your brain goes forward to create whichever one you pick, wouldn't you choose the one that's based in faith? Or the positive over the negative one, we see what we expect to see. That's just neuroscience. We see what we expect to see. If you don't want it, don't think it. Only pay attention to what you want. That happened just this week. I can give you a practical example. A newer member of the team, but important, did not make good choices, and it left the rest of the team very challenged. And it was Friday afternoon. I was enjoying the last 80 degree day I sensed that we will have with social distancing in the afternoon with two friends. And I decided I could see what had started to come in and I was not going to let the circumstances define my peace. I just, I made the decision. I chose to be in charge of my circumstances. And I chose faith over fear because it wasn't, it's not at all positive. And 5am Monday morning, a five-star solution, had arrived. That's faith over fear. I said this is going to turn out better than how it was before, and indeed it has, because we get what we see and what we expect to see, rather. Good self-leadership takes an optimistic belief in the future. Great leadership does not come from buying into the fear of the worst. Be aware of that, whether you're being a leader to others or you're just self-leading in difficult times. So you might ask, how do you do that practically, Rita? I just shared an example. But what you heard and saw there is I didn't listen to myself. I talked to myself. Right now, as I say this to you, in fact, be aware whether you're trying to talk yourself into this way of leadership or talk yourself out of it. I encourage you to spend your days talking yourself into what you want not out of it. The second way to lead and self-lead in difficult times is to take charge. The average person spends all day listening to their nervous reptilian brain instead of telling their brain, I'm in charge. And this is how this show is going to be run. Give your brain a name. Someone can call it Ego. Someone can call it Sheila. You can call it Reuben. I don't care that doesn't matter. What does matter? Mine looks like this Tasmanian devil. I've probably referred to you before as a creature, but I'll just say, sit down. I got this. That's the, the that's self leadership. When the negative event circumstance occurred Friday at 430, not taking that on. I'm in charge of this circumstance. I'm not going to give my power away a second time to some, a, a bad circumstance, right? Don't double down on the results. Don't mistake believing that I'm just being believing in a positive future or being Pollyanna or passively sitting by. This doesn't mean you don't care about an election result. It doesn't mean you aren't troubled by someone hurting another. It doesn't mean you aren't saddened when others are hurting. It means you aren't led by those circumstances. I can't get in the 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 box or the bucket of crabs and actually be effective. We don't make change when everyone becomes like each other, run by their fear and convincing each other of how awful things are. The third pillar, the third method of self-leadership in difficult times is to give yourself a break. You've been holding things up, pivoting, digging in for a while now. It's time to take a break. Do something different ask for more help from kids or at work. This is where your creativity gets to come into play. I don't know what it is for you. Plan for things that you can look forward to. And then also plan for the little ones that you can look forward to daily. You can prove that you have great moments and difficult times, simple things that you enjoy. I don't usually, for example, celebrate my birthday is coming in January. Even for that day, I do celebrate on that day, but not beyond that. But I've already started. I decided this morning I'm starting in November. I'm going to a virtual conference with a friend. We're going to sit in a hotel room that we always used to do and and have experience the virtual conference together. Smaller things like that. You know, it can be getting your silence and sitting in a place or going to get your favorite pumpkin spice candle from Williams Sonoma. If you're me, those are things that can bring joy and bring a break give yourself a break. The fourth thing that I encourage you to do to self-lead in difficult times is to be healthily defiant. Think of it like when you were a kid and your parent told you what to do. I'm not doing it. For me, it's like this with this period of time. Most would say we just have to buckle in, settle in and accept. You might tell me these are going to be these rough times. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I've honestly looked at crafted, casted, And build a fuel tank for why these are going to be the best six months for me. And you can do the same. Commit to yourself that these next six months or this year or however long are going to be your absolute best. Get defiant. I guarantee that if you start today, you're going to be very happy next year when you get there. When someone tells me I can't do something, that's when I get really fueled. I don't want to be like everyone else. How can you defy reality? How can you healthily become defiant? And finally, I encourage you to do your own growth work. And what does that mean? I see getting a coach, taking a class, getting a therapist, being supported, whatever way is beckoning you, this is an opportune time to do that. It is the best way and the best investment that you can ever make because it doesn't go away. It's an investment in yourself to expand you. When you expand you, your outside world expands as well. As I said, I believe this is a really great time to do this for more than one reason during a difficult time. So look this week to schedule some way to grow you. In November, in fact, I will be sharing how you can get in on the ground floor of something that I am doing and that's coming in January. More on that later. But in the meantime, look for something else, ways to expand you during this time. I don't know where you are in your self-leadership. I know for a long time, I believe that if I braced myself for the worst, that I wouldn't be so shocked if it happened, or I'd be prepared. Or if I could replay those horrible past circumstances that happened, I would grow numb to them eventually, and they wouldn't hurt so much. I think a lot of us do that. You know what? It just doesn't work. Take it from me. Personal experience, firsthand knowledge. It actually fuels a vision of what we don't want. And you can drop that bag anytime you want. If you're listening to this, it tells me you care about improving yourself and you're invested in your future and maybe the future of others too. I care about you. That's why I'm sharing this right now. And when you care about someone, you challenge them to reach their full potential. You don't let them settle for anything but their best. That's what leaders do. So do that for yourself first. I'll review the steps to leading yourself during a difficult time. Have faith over fear. Give yourself a break. Have a healthy defiance and make a game to make these next six months better than ever. And finally, invest in some self-growth for yourself. Take care of you, in other words. Don't hide by being in the dark. Lead from the inside out. It's the only way transformation and change really occur. It always has been. It always will be. What I know is that our leadership is needed now more than ever. So be well first and then be the light. I look forward To talking with you again next week. Enjoy. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to breakthrough at ritahighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.